Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Matthew chapter 26, verses 17 through 25. This is Thursday of Holy Week. Jesus is going to celebrate what we know as the Lord's Supper with his disciples as they kick off the Passover festivities. Verse 17. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. So a couple things. There's a festival of unleavened bread. It's a seven-day festival. It goes from the month of Nisan, 15th day through the 21st day. That's according to the Hebrew calendar. It falls on our Gregorian calendar at different times each year, sometime in March or April. And you remember the Passover is a celebration of God's deliverance of the Jews from slavery in Egypt when the 10th plague against Pharaoh and the Egyptians was carried out. That was the death of the firstborn son. The Jews were commanded to put the blood of a sacrificed lamb over their doorpost and if they were obedient to that, the angel of death would pass over their home. Their firstborn son wouldn't die. They'd be exempt from that plague. Shortly after that happened, Pharaoh had finally had enough and he released the Jews and told them under Moses' leadership, who'd been asking him to let my people go, Pharaoh told him to go ahead and get out of there. And they left in haste. When they left in haste, they were commanded by God. This is in Deuteronomy chapter 16. They were commanded to take unleavened bread. That is bread without yeast. The idea being they didn't have time to knead the dough and let the yeast work through and let it rise like you would typically bake bread. So in leaving in haste, they baked bread without yeast or unleavened bread. And then they escaped and God miraculously delivered them through the Red Sea. And so part of their celebration of the Passover of this festival of unleavened bread is to include a meal with unleavened bread. So that's what they're doing on this night. Verse 20. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him one after another, is it I, Lord? He answered, he who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. They would have been sitting at what is essentially a series of tables that form an open-ended square or a U, open-ended rectangle maybe. Jesus the host would have been in the middle of that you on the outside and the other guests, the 12, would have been around that table reclining with their heads toward the table, their feet away from the table and they're dipping their unleavened bread in a bowl of sauce of some kind. We don't know if there was one bowl and they all shared it or if there were several bowls. In either case, Jesus is answering their question affirmatively saying, yeah, somebody sitting at this table dipping their bread in a bowl with me is going to betray me. Verse 24, the son of man goes as it was written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. So Jesus is saying, I'm going to be arrested and crucified. He doesn't say that explicitly, but he's saying this is going to go the way that it's been predicted to go, the way that I've known it was going to go all along, the way that my father ordained that it would go from the beginning of time. That's all going to happen the way that it was orchestrated, the way that it has been written of me. But woe to the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Now check this out. He's talking about Judas. It would have been better for that man if he had not been 
been born. Wow. And then verse 25, Judas, who would betray him, answered, is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, you have said so. So in saying that, Jesus is essentially saying, yep, it's what you said. You are the one who will betray me. Some scholars have mentioned in verse 22 where the other disciples are sorrowful and they're trying to ask Jesus who's going to betray him. They say, is it I, Lord? But when Judas asked that question, he says, is it I, Rabbi? According to these scholars, we have Judas on record in scripture referring to Jesus as rabbi and as teacher, but never as Lord. Now that alone doesn't indicate to us that Judas didn't trust Christ as Lord. We'll probably discuss this more in detail when the rest of Judas's story is told in the gospel account. But when Jesus says it would have been better for that man if he had not been born, that sounds like a pretty serious implication and it raises a pretty serious question. Sitting here at my desk, I just Googled it to see what the internet would say. I simply Googled, is Judas in hell? If Jesus is saying it would have been better for him if he had not been born, that sounds like he's condemning him to the worst possible fate, which would be hell. The very first result that came up was from CNN. (laughs) Obviously, I'm not going to take too seriously what a modern media source has to say about that question, CNN or otherwise. But as I dug around, I found plenty of solid material to confirm what I've always kind of thought, and that is that Judas, more than likely, based on what we can infer from the account, probably did not receive a favorable eternal destiny. As we'll find out later, Judas is going to kill himself, and suicide is a sin, but I don't think Judas is in hell because he killed himself. Rather, if Judas is in hell, I think it's because he did not trust Christ as the Messiah. And if that's the case, his sin of suicide or other sins were left uncovered. He never received the righteousness of Christ. He never received the penalty for his sin mark paid by what Christ did on the cross. It's not my place to judge, by the way, where Judas is at, and ultimately, I don't know his heart. But I do know that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And if Judas, or if you, or if I don't have that, our post-death destination will not be pleasant. And here's a teaser for tomorrow's devotion. Taking communion in and of itself won't save you either. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.